And would you turn also with me to Canons chapter, first head of doctrine in the Canons, Article 9. The first head of the doctrines in the Canon, sorry, the first head of doctrine in the Canons, that's page 260 in the Forms and Prayers, 261. We'll be reading this article also remembering that it's in the context of the fourth and fifth rejection of errors. Quite simply, the fourth rejection of error is we do not, or we reject the error of those who teach that we have met some sort of condition to salvation. And the fifth rejection of error is we reject the error of those who think election is of many kinds and impermanent. But we'll read together Article 9, page 261 of the first head of doctrine, reading together, This same election took place not on the basis of foreseen faith, of the obedience of faith, of holiness, or of any other good quality and disposition, as though it were based on a prerequisite cause or condition in the person to be chosen, but rather for the purpose of faith, of the obedience of faith, of holiness, and so on. Accordingly, Election is the source of each of the benefits of salvation. Faith, holiness, and the other saving gifts, and at last eternal life itself, flow forth from the election as its fruits and effects. As the Apostle says, He chose us not because we were, but so that we should be holy and blameless before Him in love. And this is a faithful summary of the teaching of God's Word. Jesus Christ came to die for sinners. That's a gospel truth we should all agree on. We all agree that while we were yet sinners, as we read tonight, Christ died for us. And if we don't agree with that, we're not arguing with ideas. We're arguing with Scripture. But the truth of this statement that Christ died for sinners, that truth has implications because the truth the implications of that truth means that Christ died for bad people Christ died for evil people you and I needed electing because we were bad and evil election was necessary because we were lost in our sin and see the arminian error ignored the implication of this truth the Arminians wanted God looking down the corridors of our lives like we talked about this morning. They wanted God seeing Saul and saying, man, that Saul persecuting the church is a good guy. I should save him. They wanted God looking down the corridors of our lives and choosing us because we were worthy. They wanted God choosing us because of qualities we had, like better use of our wills or obedience or holiness. But the clear truth of the teaching of the word is that the Lord who bought us pitied us when we were his enemies. And so our theme tonight is this. God elected us because we were evil. God elected us because we were evil, and we'll look at it in two points. First, he elected us from evil, and secondly, he elected us for good. He elected us from evil and for good. So first, God elected us from evil, as one pastor put it. The only thing that we contributed to our salvation was the sin that made it necessary. When God elected us, he elected us because we were evil. And the fact that God saved evil people is important. 
He saved evil people from evil, and that's important because it means that there was a reason to save us. If we weren't in need of saving, then God wouldn't have needed to elect us. But we were dead. If I go to the beach and I walk up to people just sitting on their towel, laying out, enjoying the sun and the sand, and I start performing CPR, A, I'm probably going to get punched pretty hard, and B, people will think I'm nuts. Why? Because people sitting on the sand aren't the ones that need CPR. It's the drowning victims that need CPR. You don't rescue people that don't need rescued. And, and it's the same thing with election. If God had looked forward in time and seen that I was worth saving, if he had looked forward in time and seen that we were obedient enough, holy enough, righteous enough, satisfying enough, or just plain good enough to be elect, then we would not have needed election. If we were worth saving, we wouldn't need saving. I, I recently saw a film where one of the main characters says to the other, I couldn't stand to be around you because you refused to forgive me for something I didn't do. And the point of that line is irony. Because you can't forgive somebody if they haven't done anything wrong. And you can't save somebody if they aren't lost. And so what's at stake here really is the, the doctrine of sin, but also the doctrine of why we need the gospel. So any theory that says you and I met some condition that made us worthy to be saved, any theory that says, oh, God elected us because we're good and he knew that we would make good use of the opportunity to be saved if he gave it to us, any, any theory of salvation that tells you that is actually going straight back to works righteousness. Any theory that says that, that says there was some condition God saw in you that made, you sa made him save you is actually going right back to Rome and denying the Reformation, and more importantly, denying the truth of Scriptures. Because either we are dead in our sins, like Paul says, in which case we need a Savior, or we just need that little push, because God helps those who are trying hard enough, like Rome says. But we were dead. God elected us. He elected to make dead people alive. We were dead in our trespasses and sins because we were evil. And God elected us from evil. If we embrace the scripture and the truth that we were saved by grace alone, through faith alone, and if we embrace the truth of the gospel that we are saved only through the merit, righteousness, and worthiness of Christ, then we must embrace that God did not elect us because he thought we were worthy, but rather that he elected us because we were unworthy. There was no goodness God saw in us, no worthiness to receive, no partial wellness that made us ready, and no righteousness or holiness. God is just when he speaks and blameless when he judges. And we sang tonight, he looks down from heaven and he sees our hearts. And Romans tells us that he declares to us in his word, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands, no one seeks for God, all have turned aside, together they have become worthless. No one does good, not one. Their throat's an open grave, they use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood, in their paths are ruin and misery. The way of peace they have not known, and there is no fear of God before their eyes. That is not a pretty picture. God elected us because we were evil. But the comfort here, the gospel truth and comfort here 
is that if God has searched me and known me, and he knows the depths of sin that I have that nobody else has seen, and if he chose me because of it, then he will never lose me. I'm elected forever in eternity. He chose me because I was evil. The father arranged the marriage of his son to a bride who was specifically unqualified, ineligible, and untouchable. And he chose me because I'm unworthy. And so that means my unworthiness is never going to surprise him. There's never going to be a point where he he knows unworthiness in me that he didn't see before, and he decides that he shouldn't have elected me in the first place, and he loses me. That won't happen. I'm safe forever. But that brings us to our second point. God chose us for good. When we see God giving us the beginnings of obedience and holiness, and even when we see him giving us the gift of faith, we get to rejoice that that's not something that made him choose me. They're what he chose me for. Faith, holiness, obedience, and all the rest are results of election, not causes of it. And that's a comfort. Our our canons make a big deal of this. They make a big deal of the phrase, so that. Not because, but so that. God elected us toward good. All the good we see is something that has happened because he has chosen us. God elected us because we were evil, so that he could make us holy. So God elected us so that he could make us holy and worthy in his Son. We've already seen a few weeks ago that faith is a gift. Faith is a gift. And even that faith that God gives me, by which I can make the benefits of Christ my own, is something that he has put in my heart. It's not something that I have made. It's something I've received from him. I have nothing that I have not received. God chose me so that he could give me the good gift of faith in his son. God chose me so that by faith he could credit to me the righteousness, satisfaction, and holiness, and worthiness, and perfection of the son. So God didn't look down the corridors of time and say, man, Jeff seems really sincere. In fact, he said Jeff's evil. And I'm going to save him because he's evil. And what that means is that our salvation does not rest in the intensity of our belief. Our salvation rests in the promises of God to clothe unworthy people in the worthiness of his son. And so believing God elected us because we were evil and so that he could give us faith is comforting. That's gospel comfort. Because it means that the basis of God choosing us was not our weak and wobbly failing faith. The basis of our election was the good pleasure and desire of God to give us that faith. So our faith didn't cause our election. Our election caused our faith. And we get to rest in that. God elected us because we're evil so that he could give us faith. God elected us for good. And that means that even weak faith... Even mustard seed faith comforts us because it's a gift. It's not the strength of my faith that saves me. It's the strong Christ whom I hold by the power of a faith of the powerful God who gave me that faith because he chose me. And I get to rest in that. I rest, I receive, I rejoice in that. 
But God didn't just elect to give us faith so that he could declare us righteous in his son by faith. God actually elected us so that he could make us holy. He elected us so that he could shape us into the image of his son. And so God elected us for good, not just because he elected us toward faith, but he elected us for good works. He elected us not because we were obedient, but so that he could make us obedient. God elected us so that now we're a people who by the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of us, begin we begin to obey the law out of gratitude. God elected us while we were still following the prince of the power of the air, working uh, the Spirit working in the sons of disobedience. He chose us while we were still sons of disobedience. But he chose us toward obedience for good. God elected us from evil for good. He elected us from our disobedience into obedience. And that means we're the only ones who get to enjoy and love the law of God. Other people might say they love the law because they're trying to base their salvation on it. We say we love the law because we're not. And it's because God has made the law a gift for us. For the rest of the world, God's law is still do this and live. For the Arminian, God's law is keep on obeying so that God will have looked forward toward you back in time and have kept electing you, which makes no sense and it's convoluted. But for the Christian, our small beginnings of obedience to the law are good works which he prepared beforehand that we should walk in them and that he promised us. And so we get to walk that walk that he gives us with spiritual joy and holy delight and assurance in a finished work 2,000 years ago. A righteousness by faith apart from the law. And so even our our obedience is really just rest and assurance. Our obedience is really just rest and assurance because it's rest and assurance that God will keep his promises. The things he's begun in me, he will finish. He will make me new. He will make me holy. Christ came to save sinners is really good news because I was a sinner when he saved me. It means, and that means we're safe. We have been safe in eternity for eternity. And we've been safe because of the electing power of God who chose us, not because we were worthy, but so that we could be his own because we were evil when he chose us. He chose us because we were evil and because it was his good pleasure to save us. And it was not our own worthiness. And so that he could make us worthy. And that is the gospel. That is the comfort. That is the promise. And that is the truth of God's word. It's simple. It's clear. It's comfort. We rest, receive, and rejoice in the finished work of God who chose us in his son because we were evil. Amen. At Covenant Reformed Church in Missoula, Montana, we sincerely believe God's Word and faithfully teach it. We invite you to worship with us on Sundays. For more information, please visit MissoulaURC.com. That's MissoulaURC.com.